I'm excited about this one. Guys, this is the John Hollywood Show, and if this is your first time joining me, welcome. If you're coming back to join me for another episode, welcome the fuck back. And I know that if I cuss on here, they won't, they're gonna put a, like a parental consent thing on me, and it's gonna be harder for you to watch, but you know what, I don't fucking care because I cuss all the time. Anyways, the only thing I ask is if you like it or you get anything from this episode, Please share it, like it, comment, say something if you hated it, negative comment. Here, it's cool. Today's guest is Sherman Delion. Yes, his name is Sherman. This motherfucker is awesome, and he he's been through so much, and that's why we're friends. So I'm gonna let Sherman tell you a little bit more about himself, and let's get this thing going. Hey, what's up, guys? So, uh, like John said, my name is Sherman. Yeah, Sherman. Uh, came from two normal Mexican parents. I don't know why they chose that name. They <laughs> went with it. So I go with it. It's unique. You know, it's kind of different. So I get the same look every time. Uh, I was born and raised in Austin. Uh, I actually met John through work. Uh, we went through academy together. Uh, my whole family's here. I've lived here pretty much my whole life, except, you know, the time I did in the military. Um, but that's pretty much it, man. Just your average Joe, just kind of living, living life as best as I can. So what branch uh, of the military were you in? I was in the Marine Corps. Marine Corps. So, I mean, what I know about Marines, because I wasn't in the military, is Marines are really hard-headed motherfuckers. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I'm pretty sure, you know, just a short time you, we've known each other, I'm pretty sure you kind of know that already. <laughs> You're not that hard-headed of a person. There's a few of them that, have, that take a bad rap. But uh, I know as a collective, I got nothing against them. I love them <laughs> because they, they make the ultimate sacrifice to protect our country. Yeah. And I got nothing but respect for that. But... In the Marine Corps, what did you do in the Marine Corps? What was your job? You know, so I was in, actually in regular English and the Marine Corps shit that I do not understand. So kind of Marine Corps, uh, I guess the Marine Corps jargon. That was 06. Um, it's called MOS, so you, your military specialty. Uh, so it was 06. It's called communications. Um, as far as communications goes, I was attached to a communications section. Um, civilian terms, it's it's just the same thing. We kind of dealt with communications. It kind of seems like, you know, the the typical stuff people think of is like, oh, you know, guys with radios on their backs and stuff like that. But we did other things too, like you know, we were in charge of doing all the you know the cabling for all the computers, all the you know security stuff, the top secret stuff, the top secret hard drives, like carrying all that stuff. Um, and because we're such a small section, because uh, so I was attached to an infantry battalion, so. Uh, you know, we didn't have a huge shop like most of the other shops do. We were just tiny. We were with all the infantrymen kind of out in the suck. And we had a lot more kind of wider responsibilities as far as what we had to do. So when it comes um, down to communication and like the installation of this stuff, the like the telephone or the radio, um, yeah. if you that that's what you were doing, right? That's what I'm understanding from it. Yeah, well, for the, at least the, the time I spent, it was all of it's there already, uh -huh. um, you know, so as, as far as like application and war zone and all that stuff, you know, it's been there. Um, so most of the time I could be quite honest. I never did my job while I was overseas. <laughs> That's just being straight up. I knew how to do my job, but you know, I didn't have to worry about, you know, any type of computer issues because we had guys that handled that. I didn't have yeah. to do anything with the radios because we had all that, all that was already kind of set in place. Um, so pretty much we were just kind of there to something broke, we'd fix it real quick, and then we'd help out all the infantrymen with 
things that they needed, extra bodies. Um, of course, you have other attachments, kind of like the security, mm -hmm. uh, what we call guard force. Um, you know, it, mostly extra bodies for whatever we needed out there. So you're pretty much were told to do something, and then the government was like, "Hey, you know what? We know you were trained to do it this way, but now we're going to assign you to do something else." And you're, yeah, you're kicking yeah. indoors, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. A, a lot of time, that, that's kind of what happens, and I'm sure. You know, anybody that's, that would be listening to this could, could tell you, you do your job as far as you could. And once you were done, like, oh, hey, well, we see you're not busy. Um, yeah, come on over. We could use, you know, we could use your help. Or, hey, I need four bodies. <laughs> so if you had a, a best way to explain to somebody that had no clue about it, because for all we know, the people that are listening to this are like, I don't know anything about the military. I know I'm listening to this to, like, really tap into something that, that's going to help me. If I had to exp if, explain your job in the real job you did while you're overseas. Mm -hmm. So the, the, what we actually did, mm -hmm. uh, let's see. I mean, there, there's so much, um, you know, like I said, it, it went from, I actually learned um, what we actually did with all the top secret stuff over there. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I know we had it, you know, <laughs> hard drives and stuff like that, but I was like, well, what do we really do with it? Or, you know, you start asking questions like, you know, shit hits the fan. Like, what are we doing with that kind of stuff? So I actually got, because I asked those type of questions, they actually put me in charge of like, you know, shit did hit the fan just because we were so small. Like mm -hmm. I was the guy, hey, um, yeah, let's go destroy all that stuff before we can't. <laughs> so that was like, you know, that was one of my lovely tasks out there. Uh, yeah, and we did everything from, you know, we went out with the infantry guys on, you know, mounted or unmounted patrols. So in the MRAPs, the big giant fancy trucks, you know, we don't use Humvees out there anymore, mm -hmm. or at least we didn't at the time we went. Um, so, you know, mounted on the trucks, driving through, you know, small little towns, bumfuck valleys, you know, out in the weed farms, like all that shit. Uh, unmounted, we're on foot, just kind of strolling by, showing face, um, you know, Showing the towel, I'm like, hey, what's up, dudes? You know, we're here. <laughs> buying DVDs and shit. Yeah, yeah. You know, buying all sorts of shit we could. Uh, you know, downtime, it, like, you know, like we talked before, downtime, it was strictly hitting the gym. You'd hit, you know, yeah. you'd hit the gym three times a day and chow in between, you know, go go with the infantry guys, do whatever you had to do, come back. And then, you know, other assignments you had were like guard force. So we, we stayed on the small what's called the fob forward operating base mm. um and you know when you think of a base you kind of think of like a big you know complex well out there we were in Sangin valley um so it's what were the buildings like out there well like what kind of stuff did you live in where we live so by the time we got out there they kind of had already i mean we had been out there probably in this area, it was probably about two years now by the mm -hmm. time we got out there. Oh, so it was so, relatively established. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. I mean, okay. it was still a shithole. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of guys could testify to that. But um, for the most part, you know, our, our living quarters, like where we actually slept, you know, it's the standard green cots that you see, like in all the movies and stuff. Uh, unfortunately, we were a little tight. So, you know, you could literally kind of roll over and hit your, hit your buddy over there and, you know, whatever. But... I mean, you're a big dude. Were you, were you that big when you were in the military? Oh, no, man. I was, I was like, probably like, I think I had to be like 187, man. I was, I was, I was a small kid. Lean, now, I mean, that's what I was. I was. I was a kid, man. I was, shit, 19? Fucking 19, you're out there doing, <laughs> here, have a gun. You know, go protect yeah, so, our country. 
You yeah. can't drink yet, but thanks. Well, legally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, as far as like the setup out there, it was kind of already set up for us. Um, you know, it the, the fob we were actually at, we took over from uh, some like high kingpin drug lord, I think it was at the time. Um, so he had his his mansion of a house and it's, it's not what you would think of here a mansion like out there a mansion is you know a sin building with paint um, yeah. so it was like it was, I think it was like three stories um, and that's basically where we set up like the the center command post you know all the higher ups were where all the fancy shit and all the cool shit that you see in the movies like that's where they would watch everything you know the cameras that we had up in the sky all the the radios everything went down there um, and then you know you had Kind of like a, what it no shit was, was like a, a horse, horse stable. It was like a barn. So that's where they, you know, they did all the cool meetings and stuff and talked about shit. And then the, the cool meetings were in a fucking barn. barn. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was decked out. Don't get me wrong. So the, and I think he used the actual horse stables for like the, uh, I want to say it was like all the officers, the commanding officers and stuff like that. Uh, higher ranks basically. Cause they got a room. You know, they, blocked off and kind of mudded up the walls because all those walls were mud. Yeah. Um, as far as like, you know, all the enlisted side, we had kind of, they, they took like, uh, so was, they're called HESCOs or these giant square barrel looking things and they just fill them with sand and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so they took, you know, those and stacked those them were up. To, and those were to like protect you from debris and the other shit yeah. that was flying Pretty in Pretty much from whatever. anything. Yeah. yeah, pretty much from anything. And hopes that it protects you. You never know. But uh, so they take those and kind of build like a little house using like, you know, a layer of steel and then they just dump more sand on it. That's pretty uh, that's crazy. And, and that's kind of what we, we stayed in a little hut. It was probably shit, I don't know, maybe 14 by 50 something feet long. What kind um, of hours do you want out there? Because from what I see, it's like 24 7. It doesn't matter what's happening. Yeah, I mean, and, uh, realistically, yeah, it's it, it's twenty four seven. You don't have a day off. Mm-hmm. There's not. Uh, we we try to kind of incorporate the hey, you know, today just kind of relax, chill out. But mm-hmm. you know, the reality of it, you're you're out there with your your boys. You know, you're not gonna. The most chill out you would do is probably go sit in one of the you know one of the Hescos and kind of just like watch movies for a bit and we'd all pass around like hard drives and movies and shit. And uh, you'd watch movies, you'd get bored, you'd go to the gym and then eventually you'd be, you'd be technically back at work, you know, just bullshit. Yeah. Um, so as far as the hours go, I mean, it was, it was all sorts of nonsense. I mean, I think the first shit, the first night we were out there, I, I think I was up for like three days. And as soon as we inserted, you know, my staff sergeant came to me and one of my good friends, he's like, Hey, uh, well, we need, we need two for uh, you know this post over here to watch. I, I, actually, we ended up getting shot at the same night. Uh, <laughs> you know, we kind of both looked at each other. We were both nineteen-year-old kids, like not knowing what the fuck we're doing. You know, we hear the little <laughs> up in the sand. I'm like, hey, dude. What would you uh, describe that? Like, what would be the closest thing to describe that to relate it to? Like the flyover, because I know what the flyover is just from going to a bunch of ranges. I don't know, like the flyover there, where people are actually trying to hit you with that shit. Like, what would you relate to your first experience with that? This is fucking, this is, this is it. Like, this is the real eye opener where like, hey, you know what? The military wants me to go fuck some shit up and people are trying to fuck me up. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I don't even know how to kind of describe it, but as you know, I think the best, 
I could honestly say, and you know, probably my boy, if uh, you know, he was here with me, being 19 years old, like we knew what we were getting into. Yeah. You know, we, the like this, the area that we inserted had already kind of been described as you know the hottest fucking place we had been in Afghanistan. Like you know, we we had heard stories of the previous battalions that were in there, like 134 some injured and you know 30 something that were killed in action like we've we heard all these you know horror stories about this area and at the same time you know we were we actually asked to stay in the shitty part of california so we could be with this infantry battalion. we didn't want to go anywhere yeah. um so it was kind of like you know we were we knew what we were getting ourselves into and i don't think it actually hit until we were there and we're like oh shit like we're actually here. Like, this is actually, people actually shoot out here. <laughs> you know, and, and it kind of, that, that's kind of when it started clicking. I don't think it was kind of like, you know, like, oh, kind of scared type of thing. Because yeah. we, we were all eager to be there. That's yeah. What like, oh, yeah. We had been training for so long and, you know, getting mentally kind of prepared for it. And like, oh, yeah, let's fuck shit up. And then, you know, the first time you actually get, you know, you hear shots coming your way and you're like, Oh shit! Like those were actual gunshots. Like, oh okay, all right, man. Yeah, let's go. It's <laughs> the the uh, the thing I said earlier about fucking hard-headed people. I mean, you guys are just ready to go fuck some shit up. Like, yeah, let's go, Uncle Sam. We're about to go take some fucking people with us. <laughs> and uh, you know, I don't know if obviously you know now that I'm older and you know the things that we kind of learned and how we kind of continue learning like there's a lot more you know what I use now I definitely use what I learned back in the military like as far as you know every everything I do now on patrol you know when I go yeah. out of work um I definitely tell me, tell me something that you can relate like uh a, not as maybe a feeling maybe a, a something you learned from the army that you could transfer over to the military maybe it's your communication or some kind of tactic I, I and, you know, I think with me and one of, I actually talked to you about the incident and uh, I was talking to my partner about it too. I think one thing we can, now I'm sure everybody kind of relates is that, and I'm really like almost thankful for it is all that training and as much as, you know, bullshit I thought we were doing. I'm like, oh, fuck, this is a waste of time. Like now it's, it's like riding a bike, mm -hmm. like shit hits the fan out here. And, you know, now that I'm, I consider myself a civilian, like, yeah, I'm a veteran, whatever, I'm a civilian, mm -hmm. you know, I'm a cop, that's all I do. But now out here when shit hits the fan and, you know, it's kind of crazy because I don't really think about it. I'm just, I'm working through the motions. It's, it's all second nature now. I don't have to think about, you know, what I'm doing. My body's, it's almost like muscle memory. My body's just naturally kind of doing it. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I've had guys ask me before, like, oh, shit, like, Hey, uh, you know, I had one of the, our night shift guys after we had to track somebody down and then, you know, they thought they were stealing whatever. So it kind of, you know, shit hits the fan and he was behind me. So he's kind of watching me do, you know, he's watching me do what me and my, my partner that, you know, the first two that got there, cause I was the second person there and he's watching us as backup. And, uh, he's like, Hey, like, you know, like, where, where'd you, where'd you get like extra training from? I was like, what do you mean, bro? He's like, are you in the military? I was like, yeah. Yeah, you didn't know? He's like, yeah, yeah. So we started bullshitting about that. He's like, oh, damn. He's like, you know, like rookies usually don't have that 
you know, those type of tactics and, you know, they're kind of just like generally all over the place and like, you know, can't even fucking get three words off in the radio. Yeah. And it's like, no, nah, man, I was like, you know, I, I guess shit hits the fan. Like, you, yeah, I feel that adrenaline going. Of course, who fucking does it? It happens every time. I don't care how seasoned you are. The television um, is slower. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's, it, it, it's going to happen every time. It's just kind of like, how do you control all that? And that's kind of, I guess, one thing that especially in the Marine Corps, like, you know, from the get-go, day one, you, you're getting fucking shit thrown at you. You're getting sand kicked in your face. You're getting yelled at nonstop. Like, you're fucking wrong about everything. And it's not because you're being assholes. It's to get you into the, They're literally breaking you down and molding you into a bigger, fucking better person. They're creating a beast. Like, that's what they're doing. I'm not, you know, trying to boast myself, right? I, any fucking person that kind of goes through this type of training, even, you know, cops and academies, that's what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They're breaking you down and creating a whole different fucking beast. So since you went, you went through both of the academies, you went through with the Marines, basic, and you went through the Peace Officers Academy. Like, I know, like, from what I've heard from you, or what I've, what I've educated myself on, like, the Marines are fucking literally beat the hell up until there's nothing left. And oh, then, yeah. like, hey, guess what? We're going to give you a little <laughs> bit of sand, one little pebble of sand at a time back, a little bit of confidence. Yeah. And by the end, you're going to be able to do whatever the fuck we tell you to do because that's still your job. Yeah, 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 definitely. I, and that's, you know, that's kind of, it, it, it's a, it's a mental thing. You know, they, they, and we, we, you know, when we went through the academy, we kind of experienced a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people that have never experienced it, you, you could see they were the ones that were breaking down more like, oh, fuck, I can't do this anymore. The, well, it, it's, it's all a mental thing. Like it's a, sooner or later, whatever pain or, you know, mental, physical stress you're going through, sooner or later, it's going to be over. So one, of, one of the things that really, that I admire um, when it comes to the guys that were deployed or have anything to do with military service um, is the, the the road they take back. And one of the things that I've, I've seen, and maybe you could tell me a little bit more on this is like, you've experienced so much out there. And I mean like that's shit that not a lot of people get to see. And so like, the stuff you see on TV is not going to fucking relate to what you're actually experiencing in real life. And a lot of it, people don't want to fucking see because it's so graphic and it's such one of those, a moment or a lot of moments where it's just etched in your brain for the rest of your life. Like your road back after how many deployments did you have? Oh, so I just did one. Just yeah. one. So your yeah. road back after one, what kind of stuff did you have to deal with on like a mental base, basis or still deal with on a mental basis? Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's so much shit and I, I'm sure guys can tell you, uh, you know, anybody can tell you the same thing. Probably there's just so fucking much, mm-hmm. um, but, you know, depending on where, what, what you did out there, uh, you know, all that, I kind of throw out the fucking window. Um, you're, you're out there, you know, some guys go through a little bit worse than others. Some don't. Um, everybody deals with their own shit coming back home. Different. Nobody's the same. Um, you know, as far as kind of some of the shit that I went through, uh, just 2012 overall was a shitty fucking year. Uh, so I think probably like the week before I actually ended up shipping out uh, to Afghanistan, before we flew out, uh, my grandmother actually passed away. So, you know, I'm kind of 
I'm already dealing with, you know, mentally, I know where I'm going. I'm ready to go fucking do what we need to do. Um, but now I don't get to say bye to my mom and my sister that, you know, I'm a mama's boy and my sister, oh, we have always sure, been man. really close. And, uh, you know, so I, I kind of, and then not being able to, you know, go to my grandmother's funeral and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, emotionally, I'm just kind of already, I'm already at a loss now, <laughs> kind of going into it. So whatever, you know, I got to refocus, get my mind back in the game. And I do. Yeah. <laughs> and ultimately, you know, you're kind of like, you're, you're there for your brothers. You're not thinking about yourself. You're there for your brother. Yeah. Um, so we get out there. Uh, like I said, you know, it was one of the fucking hottest areas in Afghanistan. I mean, we, there was firefights every other fucking day. We didn't know, you know, which platoon or what squad or whatever was getting into the ship because it was just almost every other day. Um, you could hear it. You'd see it. You'd go out to take a piss in the middle of the night and you see, you know, trace around the ship. Line. It was just kind of, it became a natural thing out there. Um, the tracer rounds, to explain it to people that don't know, it's like a... It's like a neon light almost that goes through the black sky. Yeah, yeah. So the the <laughs> best way to describe it looks like fucking Star Wars. Yeah, okay. Like that's what it looks like. You'd see it, it. It basically burns as it's going through the air. Okay. Um. So you know, you you, you kind of you start adapting to the life out there. Mm. Um. You know, having to shit in bags, having to eat MREs every fucking day. Um. You know, start. It, it was almost like jail, dude. Like we ended up starting like selling soups and dip cans and shit. Like, you know, start hustling because we could get mail out there. It'd take three fucking weeks, but, you know, you'd order cups of mac and cheese on Amazon that would ship out there. Three weeks, you'd have them. You know, you'd sell some, you'd fucking keep some, uh, do whatever you got to do to, you know, the PX truck would come out. Oh, shit, probably once a month, I think. Um, so, you know, you'd, you'd spend as much money as you could when it came out there and stock up on snacks and shit. Um, just dealing with those things, it, it, you learn to live out there. Uh, it's stressful, yeah. You come back and you're really appreciative of being able to fucking shower every day. Uh, some people still don't. Disgusting, but beyond me, hey, you do you. And we both run into that on a regular basis. Yeah, and uh, you know, unfortunately, <clears throat> things just kind of kept getting shittier and shittier. And shittier. Uh, as time's going by, you want to go home. Uh, and unfortunately, like we ended up losing six Marines while we were out there. Uh, so, it, you know, it wasn't all at once. It kind of, you know, one month, the next month, we went a little while, another month. Uh, so it's kind of almost like we'd all hurt at the same time. We'd start healing a little bit. We, you know, of course, we were disgruntled about shit. Mm-hmm. You'd heal a little bit and then it happened again. Now you're starting over. Mm-hmm. So now you're trying to heal a bit disgruntled again healing a little bit and then it happens again and it's like those kind of mental strains of just emotions yeah eventually just fuck with you you know because the whole everybody's morale is fucking down yeah i didn't know every single guy uh you know personally but everybody hurts as a whole like we're not going home together anymore yeah um and so wrapping up the deployment um you know, we, we lost a total of six guys. We get home. Uh, you know, obviously we're, we were in a shithole for so long. Now we're, you have to adapt to living back in the States. Like, you know, you gotta, you have it, the best way to describe it, it's like getting out of jail. Like you got your freedom back, you know, you could eat a fucking burger. 
can go buy beer. Like, you know, you get a lot of things back that you're not able to do over there. How long were you there? Eight months. Yeah, so it was about, yeah, about eight months. Um, seven and a half. Seven and a half, eight months. Somewhere around there. I, I mean, that still seems like a long time. Like, that's... Oh, dude, it was like a fucking eternity, but... Yeah. Um, on, a, on every single day, too? Like, that's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's shitty, man. I kind of think about it, like, now, like, I'm like, damn, I actually take days off. Like, yeah, you don't really take days off. I'm like, you know, there's no sick days. Like, bitch, yeah. now I get to work. <laughs> but, yeah, man, uh, I mean, they're coming back, you, you know, you, you're disgruntled. As far as, you know, you talk to Diane, she could probably tell you, like, I, I, I wasn't the same dude. I'm not, you know, I'd still try to be as cool as I am and have as much fun, but I just wasn't. I wasn't. I didn't want to deal with people. You know, I was just pissed off of for no reason, essentially. Like, but it was mostly because I didn't really know how to, to talk about things at the time, I guess. But, you know, the other shit that I had seen out there, you know, the children, their living situation, you know, accidents that happen out there, like kids getting blown up, you know, innocent kids, shit like that. You know, uh, you come back and kind of that's when you start thinking about all these things out you know, fucked up the world really is. Especially, like, um, relating it, relating yeah, it yeah. to what you got going on at home. Like, this is this is stuff that, if if it were to happen, it flip-flopped. If people were yeah. doing that shit here, like, holy fuck. I'd like, yeah, 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 definitely. Shit. And, you know, it's just, it, it, it was almost like even hearing random people complain about little things. I'm like, mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm not, I shouldn't be saying these things, but I ate MREs for fucking eight months and you're bitching because they gave you ketchup on your burger. You know, shit like that. I'm sure everybody fucking get, went through at one point. Hey, man, I've gone yeah. through the drive through with you at Starbucks <laughs> and I've heard you bitch about some really stupid shit. <laughs> yeah, you know, and it's like, <laughs> you, you basic ass motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you know, so many people have you know, different views on things and what kind of what they went through and what kind of bothered them coming back. Yeah. Uh, so I'm kind of dealing with that, that type of stuff. And like, really all I want to do is fucking sit at home and play Xbox and drink beer on my time off. And, you know, meanwhile, Diane's kind of like in the living room, like, Hey, um, you know, let's go out let's go out to mm-hmm. Vegas. Or let's go, uh, Palm Springs. Like, let's go out for the weekend. I'm just like, ah, oh, fuck that. You guys were in, you guys were in San, San Diego, right? Uh, no. So we were living in 29 Palms. Okay. Um, okay. So that's about an hour, an hour or so like North of Palm Springs. Okay. Um, out in the shitty desert, there ain't shit out there. Uh, yeah. So, you There's know. a lot of wind. <laughs> yeah, a lot. Um, so, you know, just kind of dealing with that type of stuff. And it was kind of weird because my, my roommate, best friend at the time, uh, Jonathan, uh, he'd, he'd be right there next to me playing, you know, Call of Duty, drinking yeah. beer, eating yeah. fucking pizza. Like, that's all we would yeah. do. All we would do. Um, and I, I swear I can't even remember, like, a time that we actually – talked about shit that was bothering us you know the whole time we you know even our other friend that moved next door to us he'd come hang out with us uh we never talked about shit that you know might have been bothering us at the time yeah we were young you know we're macho we're fucking marines like we don't need to talk about all this bullshit like i'm good man fuck that um it's that alpha you know, personality it's yeah alpha yeah personality. And, and there's a there I'm, you you and i could both tell what we do now there we work with a lot of alphas or betas that think they're alphas and instead of communicating the shit that they're that's really bothering them they just fucking 
push that shit down. Like I'm not yeah. gonna address this because I don't have to. Yeah. Nobody can make me address this, and I'm just gonna right. sit at home and fucking. I'm gonna play Xbox yeah. or go on TikTok for thirty hours and then just drink my fucking life away instead of addressing yeah. the stuff that's going on with me. Yeah, and I think that's kind of like one of the like it's definitely a stereotype that you know, oh, talking about my problems or how I feel like you know that's gonna make me look like a bitch or you you know I'm I'm not people are gonna look at me weak like no nah, it's not a sign of weakness like mm-hmm. you know being to talk about shit is actually it, it takes a lot of kind of courage to open up and you know like it took me a while to be able to open up to Diane and tell her things that I was going through. And then it fucking know, feels even, good. It feels yeah, and, good. Like it's like, and even oh God, this feels yeah, so good. Yeah. I mean, and, and just the deployment coming back, like it didn't even stop there. You know, that uh, we had probably been back in the States a month. Mm-hmm. So we, you know, I'm, I'm back. We've been back a month, um, you know, learning how to be a normal fucking human being now. Uh, you popping sounds don't make me turn my head anymore you know you kind of you're cool you don't you know you don't have to fight or you know be ready to fight or you think you're gonna fight or whatever the case is you know you, you're kind of relaxed that's what it is like you're starting to relax now everything's normal as normal as could be um so it was a, it was november and you know our our battalion commander had told us like hey you know yeah, we, we kind of know what everybody's got, you know, went through out there, blah, blah, blah. You guys deserve this. Uh, the Marine Corps celebrates the Marine Corps ball every year. So we do basically it's a giant fucking birthday party for the Marine Corps. I've been invited to just as, how, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> just as crazy as it sounds normally, that's as crazy as it gets. I mean, fuck, give a group of Marines a beer and you don't really know what you could possibly expect. And I'm sure army and other branches are pretty much the same, but, uh, so they're like, hey, we're going to do our the Marine Corps ball in Vegas. Ah, fuck, everybody was stoked about it. And, uh, you know, finally, like, kind of something was getting, you know, as far as me, uh, I was like, oh, fuck, like, yeah, I'm looking forward to this. We get out to Vegas, you know, fucking the day comes, November 17th, and we're out there chilling. Actually, it was Diane's birthday, too. Uh, or, I'm sorry, November 16th. So it was the, it was the night before. You know she's gonna watch this, so if you fuck up her birthday right now, <laughs> no, I know her birthday. I'm gonna apologize in advance yeah, no, for Sherman. I was like, I, I had to remember. He the loves time you a lot me. and talks about you all the time. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but I had to remember like the timeline we get out there. So we got out there the day before, uh, and you know we go through the ball, we have a fucking blast there, and we go out to Vegas, we shit face all. Do the normal Vegas kind of things. Normal military oh, things. Like, I feel like Full Send is 100% of the logo for them. Like, oh, yeah, dude. There was, full I send. Mean, fuck, I had it. You know, I'm not going to mention his name, but. You know, <laughs> hey, yeah, don't throw anybody under the bus. Yeah, Just tell us the there, funny there, shit. There, there was a ball, like, he he calls me and somebody else. And it's like, hey, dude, like, we're about to get fucked up, blah, blah. Like, what, what are you talking about, dude? Like, hey, well, like, this dude offered us cocaine and, like, we said, yeah, and like we were bullshit, and like we were just gonna fuck around with him, and like he showed up with three other dudes in the alley, and like, oh, <laughs> I'm like, dude, what? I'm like, what are you? He's like, well, it was just a joke, like we we're just, just gonna play a joke, and like, all this shit. And I'm like, There's so That's many guys. Fucking the hangover yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah, and like we actually had, um, I can't remember if it was this ball specifically or a different one, but um, I'm pretty sure the chick he brought was an actual like an escort. He joked around about it, you know, and he, he wasn't very good looking, um, to be honest, but 
Keep describing him to us because it's. Oh man, he, <laughs> he knows like, who you're talking. If he ever sees this shit, yeah, he was like this motherfucker. I mean, is he was like your tip. He was your typical like Fidel Castro looking dude. Like he scruffy, you know, scruffy beard. No matter how hard he shaved, you could see the five o'clock. Hey, maybe shadow. he's got a bad game. Maybe he's like really dude, good with his words and not. <laughs> he doesn't have that much money. I don't know if that was the case with him, man. <laughs> I'm just trying to give the benefit of the doubt, but it sounds, yeah. it sounds dope. And it's so like, I want to, I want to touch on something a little bit more um, that you kind of brought up earlier when it came to, when you got back, like when you got back, you chose to sit with your boys and play video games more than go out and about with your wife or it, she was, she was your wife at the time, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the time, you, yeah. you got married relatively young. So like, that was just something that I collected from. Do you think it was because like you were just so used to being in the same place and you kind of felt safer there with, with your, your, your dudes while, even while you're at home? Or do you think yeah. it was like, you were just trying to get used to being, you know, you didn't want to go out because you, it, you're kind of still not used to being home. I, I, I think it, it was kind of a little bit of both. Um, you know, even, even getting out, it was almost, you know, I felt like that separation from him. Like I joked around, like, cause he, I mean, fuck, we were in it from the beginning. Like, you know, he's still my best friend. He's he's actually still enlisted. He's a drill instructor. Good uh, for him. Uh, up north. That's a long time ago. Yeah, um, but you know, I think it was part of it, knowing that you know, the, at the time, I knew he was always gonna have my back. Mm-hmm. So you obviously, yeah, I felt comfortable with him being everywhere with me. It was kind of, you know, the the battle buddy kind of sort of thing. But mm-hmm. um, at the same time, I just, I didn't want to go out and do things. Like, like, you know, I was, I was, it was almost like I was just too tired. Mm-hmm. Like after doing work for eight months straight, like I was just too tired. I didn't want to fucking go out. I didn't want to sweat because I've been sweating for the past eight months. Like I want to do anything. I just wanted as a to stay As a 19 year old that yeah, doesn't want to yeah. go out, like. 19 year olds, especially guys that are relatively fit, they want to go do shit. Yeah, yeah. And I think, there's got to uh, be some kind of like mental fucking block in there. Yeah. Like, I know, I don't want to go do anything. I'm going to go, I'm going to veg out. Like, let me, let me eat. Yeah. That. And I, I mean, now I was, I was 20 at the time. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's, I'm kind of maturing, but, it, you know, it, I just didn't want to. And that's kind of, you know, you asked Diane, she'll describe the same thing. Like, like he just, he didn't want to do shit. He just, he was boring. He he wanted, and eventually, like it, she ended up moving back to Texas. Like, yeah. you know, she couldn't she she couldn't really find a job out there. Um, and she, she tried going to school at one of the community colleges nearby, but um, I, I know she probably just felt that lack of presence, that yeah. you know, that attention that she needed for me that I just wasn't giving her. And I I realized, you know, it's too late, but you know, I realized I kind of fucked that up at the time, but. There's got to be something else there too. Like you guys got, you got married young as fuck. Like, yeah. like you're stereotypical. Yeah. You're another statistic. And yeah. when, when she met you and then when you went and got deployed and then when you came home, that's a different person. Like no matter what happens, there's your, the perspective that you gained there and you brought back with you is going to be different than what you had going into it. It doesn't yeah. matter what training you had. There's yeah, something yeah, different definitely. here. And I, and I actually think she, I mean, she saw probably three she's probably had like three or five personalities now you know like <laughs> three or three or five different people like you know she saw the the kid i wasn't in high school when we met yeah. i want to say it was like our junior year 
of high school. So, you know, she, she met the kid that I didn't give a fuck in high school. Like I didn't. Um, and then she met the one that, okay, now I care about something. I want to join the Marine Corps. Uh, now I need to get in shape. So, you know, kind of maturing into that, you know, then she met the, the me after, you know, recruit training, like I'm a lot more built. I'm more focused. I have a goal. I have, you know, discipline. I'm, I'm responsible now. Um, and then obviously the me at deployment being away, me coming back, still, you know, still being away, uh, not really kind of focusing on what, what she needs. Uh, and then now I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit different. So trying to kind of understand her a lot more than I used to. So, you know, instead of sitting playing Xbox and drinking beer and not wanting to do anything yeah. with her, you know, now yeah. it's kind of like suggestions like, oh, okay, well, let's go do that. that. Yeah. Um, do you, but, you, know, do you ever sit there and think of it like that? Like, cause I mean, you're a military dude. You're a military. Once you become, once you become a military guy, you you're, it's your life. Like you are, that is the rest of your life until you really accept or move on. And like, do you sit there and think like this woman has gone through all of these endless battles with me and it's fucking she's winded all the storms and now we're fucking sitting here and i'm like oh yeah no doubt man i mean from shit from the get-go because you know that was that was one of the uh it, i want to say stipulations to being in a relationship with me you know yeah, yeah. hey i'm going to the marine corps like there's nothing you can say or do to fucking stop me like you're either with it or you're not mm-hmm. and you know she <laughs> Years later, she actually told me, like, yeah, like, you know, I was going to, I was going to break up with you at the camp, but uh, something happened that she ended up, like, feeling bad, and she didn't dump me, and, you know, it just, it, it was meant to be, I guess. <laughs> uh, you know, oh, man. There's no doubt, you know, oh, that woman, everything, you know, she's a big part of why I'm, where I'm at now. Um, yeah. You know, we've, we've had our issues and, and things like that, like any other, you know, relationship. She's the mother of my two kids. I'm always gonna love her. Um, Fucking blessed, but, you know. Blessed yeah, yeah, man. Kids. Like that. That's a blessing in, in itself. And then to find a, a military. Let's just take a second to like give the respect to the military wives out there. Because oh, yeah, there's no a doubt. there's a shit ton Most. of them out there that have, <laughs> that have worked on being a good military wife, and then there's a, yeah. some that ended up on the websites. So we'll just leave that thought for you there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, man. I I think. You know, and not not only that. So you, you know, at, after our Marine Corps ball, I completely forgot to mention it. Uh, it just kind of made things even worse. It was just like a shit ball that kept rolling. Um, we get back to our hotel room. I'm still kind of shit faced. I'm coming down, and so I get a brother from my phone call like two, three in the morning, and uh, so he's he's bawling, you know, just hysterical, crying. I'm like, hey, what's going on? What's going on? I'm like, getting it was like the drunkenness went away, like completely gone. You tapped um, into something else. Yeah. So I'm sitting on the edge of the bed and, you know, Diane's up by this point and she's kind of like, what's going on? And uh, he's like, Hey, uh, well, we just got to call that uh, uh, our cousin. His name was Andy. Um, and he was like, he, he got in a car accident and he, he didn't make it. And, you know, I'm just kind of like, at, at the time, I didn't know what the fuck to think. So I'm just like, you know, you go into like kind of the stereotypical, like, you know, are are you sure? Like, who told you this? Like, yeah. are you sure it was him? Like, who said, you know, you're doubting everything, obviously. Um, so a little bit about Andy. Uh, we actually, we lived in the same neighborhood. 
uh, he was a few years younger than me. So we, we went through part of high school together. Um, you know, it was kind of the, the stereotypical cousin, like Hispanic cousin relationship where, you know, like, Hey, ask your parents if you know, I could stay the night or you can come stay the night and shit like that. Um, so we grew hey, up. That together. doesn't only happen in Hispanic households. Okay. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's across but the board. I feel like it happens more, but you know, like, uh, <laughs> no, you guys so, usually live together. Don't, yeah, that's true. Don't hate me. Don't hate me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah, so, you know, we, we grew up with this guy, and, uh, you know, we had gone through so much shit together, too. Like, we were going through teenage years and high yeah. school years, you know, with one of our other cousins, Junior. He lives out in Nashville. But, um, so, you know, we were all kind of hit really fucking hard. You know, this is a kick in the balls. Like, we, and the, there was a lot more shit, you know, I was kind of dealing with because so, most of our teenage years, I was kind of, we weaved in, I'm not saying I was perfect, but mm-hmm. I stayed away from things, you know, drugs, shit like that. Like, you know, I, I was never into like the you know, criminal things with teenagers would do, you know, I wasn't about breaking into people's shit, stealing. Then, you know, I grew up in the hood, so like, right, right. Around, and so we did, I did too, so shit. It's <laughs> like, the, I, I couldn't stay away from it. I lived yeah. in the same room with it, like. Yeah. I got you. Hi, brother. Like, if you watch this, I might have just put you on blast, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, you know, so we grew up together, and I I typically, you know, I would, in the back of my mind, we would still try to keep, you know, my brother, because my brother and him were around the same age, and we would try to keep them kind of, like, in a straight path, sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So once I left for, you know, recruit training and, you know, the the beginning, the the first, like, two years, let's say, of, of my Marine Corps career, um, he kind of started going off that path. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm here and he's hanging out with people he should be hanging out with, mm-hmm. doing things he shouldn't be doing. Um, you know, now he's got issues with his pops and his mom. And like, I, I can't remember what the fuck it was, but I had heard something that just completely pissed me off. Like mm-hmm. Something he said or, you know, said to his dad or I don't remember. Point being, it was, you know, I'm back home on leave and uh, I had just gotten back. Yeah. So basically, I, I think I had just came back to pick up furniture and Diane and go back to California. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the, the timeline sort of say we had just got back. Um, this is before the Marine Corps ball. And I got the news that, you know, he was killed in a car accident. So it wasn't enough time to see him. There was not enough time. To well, I, that, that, that's the thing. I did see him. Oh, OK. So and this is where the fucked up part of it. And, you know, I, I still think it's fucked up and I still beat myself up about it. But, you know, it was like I saw him at a. Uh, I was picking up a pizza for Diana at CeCe's and he was out in the parking lot. So he called my name and like, he yells like, Hey, Sherman, like I kind of look, I'm like, who the fuck is this? And uh, I walk out and I see him coming towards me. Now I'm still pissed off about whatever I'm pissed off about. I'm obviously being disgruntled about a bunch of other shit. Disgruntled. And, uh, so, you know, he kind of wanted to sit there and talk and catch up obviously because he hasn't seen me. And I'm like, hey, man, I, I really don't want time to talk right now. And I shut the car door. Mm. Yeah, I leave. So that was basically like kind of my, it was my last interaction with him. Mm. Um, you know, I didn't hit him up on Facebook or anything after. I didn't, you know, call him on the phone or anything. So that's kind of like what bothered me a lot about it was that that was, I did that out of anger. Um, and I never gave either of us the opportunity to fix that you know obviously he 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 knows for sure um 
you know, that I feel like shit about it. And I always have, and I always will. But um, you know, the so first much, step there's so much else for you to like really take from that too, though. Like the, the, that moment, that one moment of, of immaturity when you, you had just come back and you're dealing with your own shit. Yeah. Does it mask the fact that you grew up together? Like, all of the years you grew up together and did all this crazy shit. And there's way more memories that you can hold on to with mm. your past relationship with that, that don't fucking take anywhere near as much space. You know, like you, you will always have all those, those growing up moments. This, oh, yeah. lot, this one last thing that 10 seconds of, you know, yeah. you were both going through something like it will never take precedence for that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of, you know, I, I think that was probably like the, the, that was definitely the tipping point for everything. Yeah. So, you know, after that, that, that was part of the reason I didn't want to do shit. Like I was, you know, one pissed off at myself for what I did and not being able to, you know, chop it up with him and say, Hey, look, man, my bad. I didn't mean to be fucking rude like that. Um, you know, I was just pissed off. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it, I, I've gone down to, you know, he, he's, uh, he's actually buried up in Pflugerville, uh, so kind of towards the area where we stayed at, mm-hmm. and, you know, just a few times I stopped by, like, you know, I'll sit down, and unfortunately, now that's the way I have to do it, but, you know, I still, mm-hmm. I chop it up with him, that's what I do, like, and, you know, the, the first time I went out, I, I think, shit, I don't think I stopped at, you know, the cemetery, I think it had to have been, like, two or three years after because I, I just, I couldn't do it. Yeah. Because I, I, I was just still beating myself ab- about what I did. And, you know, it, it took so much just to get there. Yeah. And, you know, we, so we finally, now I'm there. And that's kind of like when the fucking breakdown begins. Like everything is now pouring out, you know, obviously with his death, I, you know, I coped with it the way I was still coping with other shit and just packing it all in. But I think that was probably the point where finally, like, I just, I let everything out. And it started, you know, with talking to people down at VA, like, hey, look, this is what I'm going through now. Like, on top of all the other shit, like, you know, kids, blah, 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 thing, one thing after another. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just kind of leaving the, the VA places like that, like, oh, fuck, I feel so much better. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's still more shit, obviously, you got to deal with there, but... Um, yeah, yeah man. great things about the VA. Yeah, <laughs> they're all right. They're getting better. I will say that they're getting a lot better, man. They, they, I'm sure a lot of it, you know, the, especially the people. I never give shit to the people that work there, because you know, I'm I'm sure if they had their way of running things, it'd be stellar. Um, you know, obviously we're not getting into politics or anything, but no, there's no. A lot of shit so from on. from that situation where you kind of got to the end of your rope and you really ran out of like or shit, you filled up, you filled up the hole. Like there's no more room to put shit into the hole and you completely break down and you have to let it out. Like what, what can you take from that? Like, what did you learn from doing that? And what have you changed to go and not run into that again? Or do you still find yourself doing that? Uh, Honestly, I think the biggest, biggest thing is, you know, kind of that whole not holding grudges thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously people piss me off every day, every single day. And I'm sure you can think of a handful that have pissed me off before, but <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, like, you know, I wasn't going to be like, man, fuck you. Like, don't talk to me because you never know when you're, yeah, you, know, 
you never know if that's the last time you're going to see that person. And you don't want to feel that way, you know, the way I felt leaving it in a shitty mood. So, yeah, and just like a, yeah, I don't think you can think of one person that, you know, if I had to bet on this, I don't think you could think of one person, you know, that I dislike. I'm going to say dislike, but I still wouldn't chop it up with or at least help them out if they need yeah. to. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's just one of the biggest things I kind of learned from it was, you know, if if you you you're gonna dislike people, obviously, like there's gonna people you just hate. Don't dwell on it. Don't fucking but dwell on it. At, at, at the end of the day, you know, be the bigger, better person. Mm-hmm. If they need your help, help them out. Get them out of whatever site you need, or if you just don't want to look at them, give them the help they need, or mm-hmm. getting the person that they could help them like get them you know away from you or whatever you got to do but you know don't don't live with that kind of negativity and i know we work with a lot of people that that are on the other end of that spectrum and they they find a way to dwell in situations that were like this is a long time ago why are we Mm -hmm. still sitting here like pretending that like i know you're mad at me but if you need something like don't be afraid to ask i I will, I'll drop whatever I'm doing, help you out with it. And then I'm going to go on my way or I could direct you to some, like some way to get this thing done. Like there's no reason for me to sit here and dwell on these, these actions that have happened so long ago, because if I could help, I'm going to help. I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to continue to work in my, in my positive, like outlook, my positive mindset to continue to carry on. Because this, this thing that happened, and I fucked a few people over in my day years ago, but mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit here and be like, I'm, I am really sorry about it, but I'm not going to fucking sit there and dwell on the fact that it happened. I've apologized. I've moved on. Let's right, keep, right. move forward. Yeah, just kind of keep moving forward. And it, it takes a whole different level of maturity to do that kind yeah. of shit. Um, obviously, not everybody can do it. You know, some people are stuck on the, nah, you know, I hate this person talking shit. Blah, blah, blah. It's a pretty fucking, fucking strong word. Like, trust me, there's people that I can't fucking stand. Like, I do not want to be near you. I don't want to associate with you. I don't want to, you know, whatever the fact is. But if you stick your hand out and you need help, like, I'm going to do what I can to help you. Like, I'm not going to sit there and watch you drown. That's that's the end of story, I guess. Uh, you know, it's just kind of one of those things I learned is we got to learn kind of help each other out. I'm, I'm not always going to agree with everybody and I don't agree with everybody, but you know, and you saw a little bit of from where we were at the Academy. I didn't like everybody that we fucking dealt with. I could be honest. And for the people who are listening, like, yeah, I didn't like a lot of people that I had to deal with, but I know people yeah. don't like me. I know. Yeah. And I it, know it goes both I, ways. I, I have know a very strong like personality. <laughs> it's, it's, but, you know, at the end of the day, there's nobody in that classroom that yeah. I wouldn't fucking give my life for fucking like sure. That. And it was, so, it was the second you have to do something, you have to come to as a 20 fucking personalities, 24 personalities. Right. You have yeah. to come together and finish the task. We could, we could suck it up and be men and women for the, however long it takes to make it done, but it's being able to like work side by side and really realize like, this is bigger than me. This is bigger than yeah. me and you. This is us. Yeah. 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 And like I said, I think a lot of that's just kind of, it takes some maturing. Uh, I'm not perfect. I know that. And there's people, you know, I've talked shit about it and I've probably felt that after I'm like, I'm kind of working more to, 
you know, I'm going to let people do their thing. I'm going to yeah. do my thing. If nobody's, you know, bothering me, I got no reason to, you know, care about what people are doing. So let's get away from the military. Let's get away from the law enforcement or the, the cop shit. And let's talk <laughs> about something a little bit more entertaining right now. All right. About those kids, man. You got, how old are your kids? So Matthew just turned five. And then Samantha is one. Fuck. Five and one. Jeez. That's yeah, a few years she, apart. That's pretty good. Yeah. So, well, she's like one and eh, about one and a quarter now. So she's she's understanding words. Um, and it's kind of crazy because like I hadn't seen this kind of like type of baby in a long where they're still a baby. They don't know what the fuck they're saying. You don't know what they're saying. You don't know what they want. You don't know. Is it in Spanish? Uh, it's both. Yeah. Oh, she, yeah. Yeah. She understands mm-hmm. both. So like you could tell her certain words like you know come here or you know vente and she'll she knows that means like jazz over here that doesn't mean a large coffee <laughs> no and that's been tea, man. Uh, oh, it's close enough um but yeah both of them you know they both learn we were lucky that they both they're both learning um spanish and english so yeah that's perfect and yeah I, that's the plan for baby sophia coming so I'm going to be learning Spanish with her. <laughs> we might be working at the same yeah, pace. That, 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 that might be better, man. I don't think you, you want her fucking shit behind you. No, no. I don't need her and her mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. You're, you're going to be calling me. <laughs> now we're really getting kicked off YouTube for that shit. <laughs> you can just bleep that out. No, it's not going to happen. <laughs> anyway, so you got two kids. You got a beautiful wife, beautiful family. Um, what else outside of like working and family do you like really find yourself finding like clarity when you're going to do it? Like what keeps you busy outside of work and makes you happy doing it? What What do you do? Damn, uh, you know, that's actually, yeah, I'd say it's kind of a little bit hard to answer just because you know, the kids keep me busy enough, um, yeah. but you know, I'm, you know, Miguel. Uh, I think lately, what's kind of kept us busy, and it it's almost kind of kept us together a lot of the time. Is like we go out shooting all the fucking time. Um, you know, we'll go to different ranges and we'll go try out different ranges. Uh, and you know, obviously, he he's super into the, uh, you know being proficient with a firearm and i I just got lucky enough that that, yeah yeah like i just got lucky that i'm 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 good with a gun that's that's all you know i'm not i'm not perfect but i'm good i'm good i I know how to do it and i'm willing to learn more shit so it's kind of you know i'll come to him and i'll like hey what the fuck does this mean or like Mm -hmm. hey you know i'll come at him with you know different tactics that i had learned to you know kind of like newer school tactics like hey you know since you kind of you know you see you you've kind of seen both of these like what do you think or like you know we'll shoot shit by you know by each other and we'll fucking you know we'll people are gonna sound they're gonna get so upset we'll we'll clear the weapons there's no there's absolutely it's a piece of metal there's nothing in it and you know my kid if you're worried about opinions right now this is the wrong show to be on like so do your thing it's and this is this is what my kid like he bonds with us with like he, this is what he, so he'll be like, you know, he'll come to him or me like, hey, are we training? And uh, the first time I heard it, I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? But it's like, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll go on this wall. He actually has like little, 
target set up where he practices kind of sighting in and punching out sighting and shit because um, he does competitions and stuff. So he'll see Miguel sitting here, you know, practicing reload drills, whatever. And then, you know, he'll see me in the room every now and then do it. And uh, eventually, I, I think Miguel got it kind of built into him that it's, it's training. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he, he ran it over. Is. Yeah. And he, he ran over to the room the other day. And, yeah, I could hear Miguel doing this thing, you know, the magazines clanking on the floor. And uh, he's like, why are you, why are you, hey, are you going to come train with Boy? We call him Boy. He's like, you're going to come train with Boy? I was like, train? What are you talking about? He's like, come here. Like, let's, boy said if you're going to train. And I go over and, you know, he's sitting there with his Nerf gun doing the same shit. <laughs> I'm like, all right, this is actually cool. So, hey, I've seen hey, plenty hey, of girls on YouTube that are like ridiculously good shots out there winning competitions oh, yeah. and stuff. He's five, like get him a yeah, twenty-two. Yeah. Go, yeah. That, that's your thing. I, I've actually been thinking about that. Um, so he just got to clear with mama first. Yeah, and I think the, the the kind of the thing we built in first was kind of like the the gun safety thing. Yeah. So yeah. you know, between me and Miguel, like there's plenty of guns in the house, but. You know, he knows those are off limits. Mm-hmm. He does not touch them. He does not mess with them. He looks at them, and that's it. I don't even think you know the times that uh, I've left a broken down one. He doesn't. He doesn't get near it. He leaves it alone. He doesn't fuck with it. He doesn't touch it. He has his own toys that he messes with. Um, but you know, earlier we were actually, you know, we downgraded everything and uh, we're just bullshitting. And he ends up coming with like his little plastic AK, and uh, you know he's like, "Are we training?" We're like, "All right, fuck it." Like, "Are you ready?" So we're like <laughs> running up and down the hallways, like clearing the rooms, fucking yeah. with everybody else, and like we're running down the stairs, and he's pretending to throw grenades and shit. <laughs> I've done I've done plenty of structured clearing classes or courses, and and I've done a few actual live ones, and um, it's. I, I I ran through it with Jake. Like I was like, hey, if something happens, like I would, if you gotta clear some shit, and I, I know I'm not saying you you're gonna have to, but if, I'm gonna give you a better idea on how we're gonna do this, and I'm gonna teach you exactly how I was taught. And to this day, like we'll get his nerf shit still, and like don't get me wrong, I whoop his ass in the nerf guns, but <laughs> this dude's a little bit more tactical than me when he's like, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah i couldn't imagine too like he even like he'll run and like do the whole like knee slide that you see on fucking call of duty and oh, shit God. like i'm like oh, did you, why, where are you learning this shit from but you know he's cod, he's old it's cod dad down. like he he plays uh he's more in a Fortnite right now so that's same yeah. yeah my, my kid is in the same boat yeah they but he, he yeah. he'll he'll ask me to play call of duty just so he could sit there and watch yeah and, and i mean people are going to have negative opinions on that like it's a military yeah. structured game that's very graphic and i mean it's a very um impressionable child but it's like you gotta know that this kid is not just like thinking that this is real life this is this right. is a video and, game this is not a movie know, this is not there, a documentary a, right right and i think there's just kind of whole different demographic overall like he's whether he knows it right now or not like he's he's from a military family you know, his, yeah. miguel was in the marine corps too um, so, you know, he went through similar shit that I did, and it, it's not like, it's not like we're, we don't care. Obviously, I care what he sees. I care, you know, I keep him away from certain things. And, but at the same time, like, I'm not going to keep reality from him. You know, I'm not going to be the one to sugarcoat things like, hey, you know, that it's all kind of sunshine rainbow things. Like, it's you not, know, especially yeah, not right now. Right. And so, 
um, you know, that's kind of one of the things my dad always kind of instilled in me was, you know, the world isn't perfect and it's not great. And he's going to, you know, punch you in the balls and you just got to keep going with it. Mm-hmm. So but I'm, I'm just trying to do my best. So far, it's been working. So. <laughs> What's the next big challenge for you? Oh no, man. Uh, I mean, there's don't fucking there's, tell me I don't know, man. Yeah, there's, there's something yeah, going I on mean, in your life. Yeah, I mean, like you know, we were kind of talking shortly the other day, like um, stuck between you know doing the the kind of instructor academy route and mm-hmm. promoting from there. Or, mm-hmm. You know, obviously, I'm I, I just got out to patrol not too long ago, so I'm still kind of focused on learning there. Um, you know, learning until I feel like I there's the kind of learning slows down and then probably change things up. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's always something to learn. Always yeah. something to learn. What about yeah. the the whole um, fitness journey? Um, Cause I know you brought that up a little bit too. Like you, uh, you're a strong fucking guy. Like we used to work out <laughs> uh, together yeah, on so, a regular basis. <laughs> um, I actually just got with um, a local coach here in Austin. Um, so we're actually going to be starting June 5th, I believe. Now that all the gym, I think it's next next Friday. Uh, yeah, next Friday. So, ready, uh, ready to like really dive into that shit? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, you know, right now since you know, like I mentioned, some of my goals are kind of, I'm um, I'm essentially just time to go by. Um, I there's, can't do anything to speed up time. Um, so I'm just kind of waiting on that time. So I figured, you know, I kind of focus some of my other stuff on getting myself ready yeah. so you know the physical fitness side of it uh so i kind of look forward to doing that uh i'll keep you posted on how that goes it's you know it's only i think long, but it's kind of just supposed to be a really quick jump like reset yeah so, yeah uh, no, looking forward to plenty of time in that space of really yeah. diving into focusing on like body and physical fitness and that really clears up a lot of shit up here too like yeah yeah definitely if you're battling with things, it's going to come to surface, especially yeah. in that time when so much has changed. Like you can't just go through McDonald's every, every time you want something to eat. Like you, you got to devote your time and energy and routine. Yeah. And like it changes your family's routine too. Cause as much as oh, you yeah. want to like not think it does, like they got to fucking be around you. And yeah, they got to see you put in this work and they got to see you put in the work at home too. And like, if you're used to cooking dinner for them, you're now cooking dinner just for them. And the stuff that you've cooked for your meal preps is, is probably what you're stuck to. But yeah. It's, it's a huge commitment there. And I, I got nothing but respect for that too. Like it's. Yeah. I'm, yeah. <laughs> <it's>, yeah. <laughs> I've been in my shit for a long time and it's one of those, you, you got to fall in love with the process and, like, yeah no gym really fucking sucks but i did man i'm uh i mean it's it's still kind of sketchy but i'm like you know fuck it like I, i've been out since this you know we were all still operating as close to normal as good if yeah. i haven't gotten it yet yeah. you know it, it is what it is like i gotta i gotta try to live a normal life man <laughs> oh yeah that's the sweatshirt exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know so I, I was telling somebody this the other day, if you can't read it because it's backwards, it says I survived the coronavirus and it's from the <laughs> world. Um, I was telling somebody this the other day because they're like, is it a little early? I was like, well, you know, if I get it and I don't make it, then, you know, the sweater is going to last forever. 
Coronavirus <laughs> isn't taking the sweater. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. You know, it's like, yeah, I, I, I've, I've dodged this thing a few times. I'm like, what, what's one more time? I'm like, I'll, I'll take my. <laughs> yeah, man. That's what I'm saying. Just live your life. Like, I, I do whatever I can to not bring anything yeah. home, especially with Lydia. Like, yeah, she's, she's in like the higher percentile of, of getting it, just because there's literally a life inside her that's sucking her fucking immune system it's like she's got a, a weaker immune system and like i don't want anything to happen to her and i joke about it but it's like we can't be so fucking serious all the time right yeah yeah and we're we've definitely kind of been you know we see people out there that are really really stressed out about all this shit and it's like dude just Try to live your normal life. Like, don't. Yeah. yeah, it's on the news all the time. Shut the yeah. fucking TV off for a bit. Turn off the don't news. Think, yeah. Turn off. Don't, the don't news. think about it. Like, just live yeah. at home. Shit. Yeah, well, I, I want to say thank you so much, especially for opening up about the the military stuff. I know there's a lot of baggage that comes along with being in the military, um, whether it's the fucking people that are around you, the emotional energy that you carry from that, the baggage of of just going to, on a deployment one or fucking none. There's something yeah. that's engraved in there forever. And I just want to say thank you for opening up about that. Yeah, you know man, I mean? for sure. It's been a blast to fucking talk and but dude, we could keep going for a while. And it's yeah, what I love yeah. about, about <laughs> natural conversations. The fact that you don't feel like it's been that long. And yeah. Like I couldn't agree or I couldn't stress more. Like if you guys were able to get one thing from this one thing, please like, please share, please tell your friends like this, this is a channel to help other people. Like all I want to do is help other people. And this dude over here, he likes fucking helping people. If you have anything, any questions for me, feel free to reach out. I know he's the same way. Don't flood his DMs because his wife's going to get a little bit jealous. And I love you. Uh, don't be mad at me. But uh, thank you so much for being on with me. And, you know, until next time, stay classy. 